Welcome back to the Word with G here on ESPN 105.1 The Zone, 25 past the hour of 12 o'clock. Greg Larnard here, you there. I'm with you until 2, as we normally are here in the middays on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. As I mentioned, get involved with the program by hitting us up, 423-648-1051, or on Twitter, at G underscore ESPN 105.1. But now we're going to the phone lines because we have uh, ourselves a special guest, a guy who is on with us every single Thursday throughout the baseball season. His Chattanooga State Tigers are 8-2 and two early on in this season. They've won three in a row. They split with Walters State last weekend, and they swept Rowan State yesterday. It's head coach of the Chattanooga State baseball program, Greg Dennis. How you doing, coach? Wait a second. There we go. Now I got you. I, I didn't have the pot up. Go ahead. How, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well, man. It's good. To, it's good to be with you. Absolutely, as always, man. So um, let, let's go back to the Walter State game. So that was the first games that I got a chance to see you guys really play and, and call the games, which was awesome. And um, in game one, I wanted to talk a little bit about Kobe Robinson, who um, he did, I don't think he pitched poorly. He pitched pretty good, and and I thought the bullpen did a pretty solid job to hold Walters down in that game to give you guys a chance to come back. First and foremost, what did you think of, of the way Kobe threw the ball on Sunday? Uh, we thought he threw it really well. Uh, he competed well. Uh, you know, his off-seat stuff wasn't, it wasn't his A game with his off-seat stuff. But, you know, as, as, as it goes, you know, probably two-thirds of the time your, your A game isn't there. And we thought he did a great job of competing and keeping us in the ball game. And, uh, just fell behind in a couple counts, and uh, you know they they made him pay for it. But other than that, he did uh, he did a super job. Yeah, and that's something we talked about on the broadcast was a leadoff walk. I believe it was in one of those innings. I think he gave up two runs in two different innings in a leadoff walk. As I mentioned on the broadcast, generally comes around to to hurt you, and, and in that instance, uh, it did. But also speaking on on Kobe, and, and I don't know if they were there to see him, but uh, some of the players up in the booth were telling me that there was a bunch of scouts. They're sitting behind the radar gun, and, and he was throwing it pretty hard. Were they they there to see him? That, well, they were there. They were there to see him and see the Hayden Summers kids, mm-hmm. and Walters, both. Of them. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's attracted uh, a, a following, and and I think uh, he's definitely on their radar. Uh, as the weather warms up, you know, it, it may jump up a little bit more. Right now, he's pretty consistent, anywhere from eighty nine to ninety three. So. Uh, uh, yeah, he's he's garnering some attention both from uh, Division ones as well as uh, from from pro scouts. Again, Greg Dennis, again our guest here, Chattanooga State baseball head coach. When it came to Hayden Summers, you know, we were sitting up in the in in the broadcast booth and we were kind of talking about it in between innings. It didn't seem like Summers was blowing anybody away. He didn't seem, and I'm sure it looks, you know, it's it's much harder when you're in the batter's box, and he seemed to just have a good command of his stuff. He didn't give a lot of free passes and. And um, he ended up getting some big outs and turning some big double plays or allowing his defense to turn a couple of big double plays. What made it him so good in that game against your guys, kind of keeping them off balance a little bit in that lineup? Well, I think you're right. I think he had a really good mound presence. Uh, their guys always do a really good job of competing. They're, they're accustomed to success, and you can tell uh, he got up there. And, and the few times that we did kind of put him in a little bit of a bind, uh, he did a good job of kind of digging in and, and making a pitch, and depending on uh, his defense, some um, uh, he's you know he's a three pitch mix guy that's got uh, 
Uh, it's got SEC caliber stuff, and uh, I thought our guys competed really well against them. But uh, but like you said, I mean he uh, he had that ability to turn that heat up a little bit when he needed to, and you got to tip the cap to him, and and hopefully we just get a little better because of it. Yeah, hopefully, and 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 that's what facing these good programs and these good pitchers will help you do. And and in game two though. Cam Hansen, man. I mean, that 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 was the big story. He had the no hitter, and he's pitched 14 innings. Unless he pitched yesterday again, I I can't. There's there's no box scores up there for that game, but I assume he didn't pitch yesterday. Um, no. Okay, no. so he he threw. He's thrown 14 innings this year. He's allowed just one hit. Uh, what what is what in your eyes? What has made him so successful early on in this uh, 2021 season? Well, we saw it with Cam in the fall. He first and foremost, he's just a, he's a bulldog up there on the mound. He's got a great presence, a great uh, demeanor up there. He's he's a come at you guy. What what I was so impressed with on uh, Wednesday was not really uh, the the first five innings as much as the last two innings. When you know once once uh, he started smelling that in, he did a great mm-hmm. job of just uh, you know staying hooked up and and getting after him and. Quite honestly, a lot of a lot of times, a lot of programs, a lot of pitchers have trouble finishing against those guys, and he uh, he really uh, he got bigger and bigger in that moment. We talked to those guys about getting bigger in big moments, and uh, he was a prime example of of a guy whose stuff was really on, but also mentally and uh, just heart wise, he was really he was really hooked up and engaged in it, and. I he I you know it's I've been here 18 years. That's as that's as well as as I've been. I've seen some really some really good pitch games, but I mean I've not seen one better than that, and certainly not against those guys. I was just going to say, and again, Greg Dennis talking Chattanooga State baseball here with us on the Word with G. That that is one of the premier junior college programs in the country in this area specifically, and he was able to do that against that lineup. But I mean, the scouts really missed a little something by leaving after the first game. Yeah, and he's not. He's a guy that I think is on their radar, but not nearly to the degree. I mean, stuff-wise, his stuff is is really good, but not you know electric. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think when when you take the whole package in and you look at him, and, and I think that's where you know the Division One level or whatever, he's got a chance to really. He he brings a lot of intangibles to it, and he also he's much much more polished. I mean, he. He is really uh, he is, has done a great job of commanding the mound up there and commanding and commanding the zone. And uh, I, our hope is it's just going to get better. And I think his velo is going to go up. He's eighty nine, ninety one right now, but we think you know by the end of the year he could be ninety one, ninety three, real, real easily. Now, are, who calls the pitches? Do you call the pitches, or do, do you have a pitching coach that calls the pitches during the game? No, no. Drake Robinson, our pitching coach, he 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 calls all the pitches during the uh, during the game. Okay, so I was I was just curious about this because one thing that stood out to me about Cam Hansen was that he was throwing predominantly a lot of breaking pitches, and I don't know what the percentage ended up being, but was that something that was, hey, look, we're really going to try to utilize this for for Cam against this lineup to keep them off balance, or was that something that? Hey Cam, it just felt good coming out of the bullpen, and and that's what you know you kind of decided to go with. Or what was the strategy there? Throwing a ton of breaking balls and trying to keep that Walter State lineup off uh, off kilter. Well, he's he's kind of a probably a sixty five thirty five guy fastball to breaking ball, and and then with the days when his changeup is on, he he certainly is a good solid three pitch mix. I mean, he when his slider is is going. 
uh, he really, you can tell it kind of, uh, it kind of uh, energizes him. And he had it going from that third inning on, he really felt it. And uh, so when he was coming in, he was like, man, you know, I just, every time it's a money pitch, I'm three, two, 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 whatever. I, I feel good. I feel good with it. So, you know, when you get uh, when you get one going that strong, you you tend to ride it some. But I think he was still around thirty five to forty percent. I mean, at the in the final charge for for what his uh, percentages were. Yeah, I thought he did a phenomenal job. Like I said, just kind of, and I said it on the broadcast too. Just just really keeping Walter State off balance, and and that's exactly what you want to do as a as a pitcher. You want to keep the opposing hitters off balance. You want to locate. You want to change your speeds, and and he did that to a T. On Sunday, let's talk a little bit about your offense, though. You changed some things up. You moved some guys around from game one to game two. What was the thinking in that and in game two? How nice was it to see the meat of your order kind of come through and get those big hits for you guys? Well, that's that's you know what it is, and it's still uh, it's still early. You know, we get kind of all juiced up, but then you know we're just to ten games now. Normally, mm-hmm. we would be about to eight, 18, 20 games, but uh, it was. It was good to see uh, Eddie Statisky and Logan Smith both chip in with with a couple hits in that second game out of the three four hole spot. And uh, you know, I think we did a pretty good job of moving guys around. We're really uh, we're really preaching. You know, get guys not just on base, but get them moved around. And I think they're starting to kind of see the the benefits of that. And then it just uh, you know it makes that middle of the order so much easier more potent when you when you've got constant guys in front and guys moving around and in scoring position uh, uh you know those guys eyes light up a little bit hmm. and i think uh, i think both of them really had some some strong ab's and and you know i don't care who you are they every order needs you need that middle of that order to to, to kind of step up a little bit and uh i think it makes a big big difference hey that's why you put them there right those are your money guys yeah no absolutely yeah those are the guys that are when the lights get brightest, they've got to uh, they've got to really shine. Again, Greg Dennis, our guest here on the Word with G Talking Chattanooga State Baseball, and give us a quick update on what's going on with them. Now, I have to ask you about James Hobbs because I was talking to some of the guys up in the up in the press box on Sunday, and they tell me he's not the fastest, but they tell me he just seems to find a way to get on base at least once or twice a game, and and really kind of helps set the table. Table, not the prototypical type of leadoff hitter. But if you can get a guy that can, by hook or by crook, can find his way on base, I mean, that's all you need, really, right? Well, it is. And, you know, and nowadays, you know, Greg, with analytics and everything, my gosh, they're leading off Albert Pujols or whatever, <laughs> you know, when you watch the big league. Kyle you know? Schwarber. So, yeah, I'm still kind of a traditionalist, and I kind of, I still think of leadoff as a guy getting on and two hole as a guy moving him around. And pretty, I mean, I kind of, Still cling to that, I guess, is, is an archaic thought. But James does he does a really, really good job of finding ways on base. He isn't the fastest in the world, but he's not. So he's just a, an average to maybe slightly better than average runner. But uh, he, the one thing he does do a really good job, he finds the barrel a lot. And, you know, we thought maybe by putting him up there towards the top, you know, they're going to be more apt to attack him and come right at him and maybe uh, – you know, he can benefit from some that, and I think he has some early. Uh, he's a guy that the more advanced he gets, we just feel like he's going to – he's got a chance to be special at the plate. I mean, I think he can be really good this year. I think we bring him back next year. He's got a chance to be, you know, uh, one of those elite-type hitters. He, he's, 
he's he's special up there when the ball comes off his bat a little bit different when he really squares it up. Like to hear that obviously about those type of guys and a guy who is leading off in your lineup. You always like to hear that, but. The games yesterday against Rowan State, you guys swept them 19 nothing and 6 nothing. so you blanked them through the first, those two games on Wednesday. Uh, as I mentioned, there's, there was no box score up there for those games. Didn't get a chance to, uh, to, to, to see the game, so talk to us a little bit about what went so right for your team in that two-game sweep against Rowan State. Well, the first game, first of all, Ryan Loeb is through outstanding. He threw five innings and, and uh, only gave up four hits, and really a couple of them were late in the game after we had kind of blown it open. He he started showing the, the, the stuff that he has shown last spring and this fall where he, he can be electric up there, and he really uh, he threw well. And then we had uh, you know a number of guys. Lyndon Weaver was three for three in the first game with a home run and four RBIs, and Davis Valentine had three for three. Uh, we just we did a good job of getting runners on base uh, early in the innings, and we uh, we really worked. We we hit the ball the other way well. We bunted some, stole some bases. Uh, uh, you know, our game is is normally kind of predicated around putting pressure on their defense, and I think the first game we did a we did a really nice job of it. Uh, then we take a break and and uh, you know try to get the stream back running again and get mm-hmm. everything going for the second game and. Uh, I think we got a little flat, and I warned them. You know, sometimes it's tough when you win a big game and by a big score, you uh, you tend to think that momentum's just still there. Mm-hmm. You got to go back out there, make that scoreboard zero zero, and you got to go back out and recreate. And we we struggled. They did a nice job of of holding us at bay for four innings, and then uh, uh, Gray Los Paludo hit a two run home run in the fifth, and then uh, he hit a big two run single in the sixth, and. Uh, Sam Fulton won his third game. He's three and zero. He went seven innings and only allowed two hits and four strikeouts. So uh, the pitching really came strong yesterday. The hitting uh, first game was second game was a little more spotty, but it was it was opportunistic. And the thing I was additionally really proud of, we didn't make an error in, on the day. And nice. of course, anytime you can go out and play, you know, 12, 14, 16 innings and not kick it around, you give yourself a pretty good chance to, to do good things. Absolutely. That's that's phenomenal. Good to, good to hear on the uh, sweep yesterday. Again, we're talking with Greg Dennis, head uh, baseball coach of Chattanooga State on the Tigers. Before we talk a little bit about what you're expecting at a Motlow State uh, coming up on uh, this, this weekend, I was just curious about your team in general. As you mentioned, you're only 10 games in. This can either be good or bad, whatever you want it to be, but what has surprised you most about your team early on this year? Well, to be honest, what has is we spent the entire fall just trying to beat on them to be a little more selective at the play, hit the ball, be willing to go the other way, and be willing to bunt some and and, and, and kind of capitalize on opportunities. And never, never did we. I mean, we spent the whole fall and early spring and practices beating our head against the wall. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the game started and the guys have really done a good job of, we probably got eight or 10 uh, bump base hits already, which I would have never, off of what I saw in the fall and everything. I mean, we had the ability, but we just didn't execute it. We didn't work it. And uh, I think we've really, our quality ABs are, are greatly increased right now compared to where we thought we might be early in the spring. So uh, I, I, been very, we knew pitching-wise we had a chance to be pretty good. And I think they're showing that. I felt like defensively we had a chance to be you know, pretty good to, to very good. But 
offensively, we knew we were going to have to be willing to to give a little bit, and uh, we asked a lot of these guys to do that. And I don't know. I think they woke up, you know, before the first game against Cleveland State on that Saturday and decided, well, maybe we are going. And from so far, we've really done a nice job of, of a lot of those things we struggled with in the fall. All right, here's my last one for you. Let's uh, talk a little bit again about the games coming up against Motlow State. Uh, what are you expecting against them? They're five and two. They've got a couple of guys who I looked when I when I was looking up their stats and whatnot. It looks like they got a couple of guys in the middle of that lineup who can swing it that you'll have to be cognizant of. But their starting pitching so far hasn't been, I don't think, what they've wanted to it to be. But again, it's super early for them. Only seven games into the season. Uh, from what you know about them, and and if you've done any scouting report on them just yet, what what are you expecting out of that that club? Well, it's a tough place to play. It's a, it's a smaller ballpark. It jumps. They play with a lot of energy. Uh, uh, they're they're normally very offensive. Uh, they're going to get their their hacks. Uh, they're they're very uh, energy and, and 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 you know energy driven to where if you can do a good job of coming in and kind of holding them at bay for a couple innings, it kind of will make your task a little easier. But uh, we know they've got some good frontline pitching. They just don't have a depth. And, and it's, they're one of those teams we've got to grind to get to the bullpen because we feel like if we can get to the bullpen, it falls off. And uh, they're, obviously their goal is we want to get as much mileage out of our front-line guys and uh, give our offense a chance to, uh, to get rolling. So hopefully we should have uh, Kobe and, and Cam ready to, to go and, uh, you know, hopefully offensively we'll be ready to get on the road and, uh, you know, find out how we can uh, – how we can do against a quality opponent because they they are they're very they're traditionally a very strong program. Couple of games this weekend at Motlow State, one o'clock and three thirty, or whenever that first game finishes up. A couple of seven inning games. Now I was talking to uh, Bryant Madden up in the uh, up in the press box, and uh, he was saying that you guys are going to start a little bit as the season goes on. You guys are going to some of the doubleheaders are going to be seven innings and nine innings. Do you know exactly when that's going to make that change? Yeah, it will be the next round. So when we finish uh, here, actually, we finish with Motlow on Saturday, and then Monday, or Wednesday we have a bye, and then that next Saturday we go to Cleveland and to, to play Cleveland State, and those begin the seven and nine. Gotcha. And uh, and we'll start and and we'll start playing seven and nines in the doubleheader. Our, the thinking was trying to give it to. Uh, uh, trying to give it to daylight savings, and because a lot of the places don't have lights, so uh, those are long days. That extra two innings, you don't think the big deal, hmm. and it's a big deal. That's that's a long day. It certainly is, and I will see you guys back out there March thirteenth on a Saturday to to call some more of the games. Hopefully, I don't know if you've got an opportunity to to listen or heard from anybody, but I hope it went well on on your end. I know we were doing some with some technical difficulties, but um, it was a lot of fun for me, and I look forward to getting back out there in a couple of Saturdays. No, I heard a lot of good things about you. The only thing I'm going to ask is don't come unless you're going to bring us two wins this time and not just one. <laughs> well, hey, you guys are going to be facing Walters again. So, I mean, that's that's a good opponent. Let's see if we can get some runs right. and see, get some hits, and, and hopefully Kobe and, and Cam will bring it, and I'll, uh, I'll try to do my part and bring you a couple of W's as well. Coach Greg Dennis has been our guest here on The Word with G. Coach, always appreciate your time. Uh, good luck this weekend. Good luck next week, and we'll talk again on Thursday. All right, Greg. Thank you so much. No Have problem. A weekend. Thank you. You too. There he goes. Head coach Greg Dennis of the Chattanooga State Tigers baseball program. Good dude. Love that baseball mind on him. Great. He kind of got that old school mentality, but I think he's 
he's not somebody who's super resistant to incorporating some of the new school thinking when it comes to baseball. And, and I love that about him.